Hey guys, uh, today's podcast, we're going to talk about poo. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. What are you shaking your head, you know? It, it was so much. But real? <laughs> That's what I say every time. So much. Just everywhere. Was it, did you learn anything? Yeah, but not things that I think you guys wanted me to learn about it. I think it's useful. <laughs> I think it's useful information about going to a restroom, going to the protocol, the birds and the bees of poo talk and restroom talk that no one ever talks about. And we, 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 we went there today. Mm-hmm. Maybe 40 minutes too long. <laughs> we went there and we stayed there for a while. And then we get into something that is clearly a nice combination match to this talk mm-hmm. was theoretical dinner guest party, <laughs> NBA edition. Right. Like peanut butter jelly sandwich. It just matches very well together. Jesus. All right. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Ola Tango, as always. We just figured out that Yuna doesn't have to share the table. (laughs) Or... Yell through the producer screen window, and it just dawned on me: if we can hear Yuno, we can also hear Corey and Victoria. So we're not beholden to just listening to Yuno speak. Yeah, we've been we've been freed from Yuno today. Today's the liberation day. Man, HR hot zone. <laughs> He's just flicking us off, giving us the bird. He hey, can't whoa, see whoa, that. whoa, whoa! We didn't say anything like that. Is that how you're going to treat your son when he <laughs> learns to read, you know? <laughs> Just flip him off. Oh, yeah. I forgot how much shit he gave us. Um, speaking of shit, so in a segment that we're calling Slice, hmm. this weekend, um, I was supposed to go to Georgia to meet my friend because he it was a late bachelor party. Leaving Friday, there's going to be several planes to get to this middle of nowhere, Georgia. and. Uh, I was leaving, I had a car picking me up at four o'clock for 5.30 flight to Atlanta. At one o'clock, Gus starts freaking out, flu, very high fever. And um, I was like, oh, if I leave, might as well stay in Georgia and not come back. You'll be paying for that for many years to come. I was thinking I was going to get brownie points by saying, hey, Grace, you're, and Grace was feeling ill too. Hugo, we all caught it from Hugo, who got it from a bunch of other things, right? Because mm-hmm. this has been the year of just endless, instead of endless summer, it's endless sickness. <laughs> and I was like, you know, didn't even really have to think twice about it. Grace, I'm going to cancel the trip. I'm going to call Delta. And I was going to eat some cost, but they're like, oh, you can just like roll this over. It's like, okay. Took care of that. Texted my friend. Um, I was like, listen, I, I can't do this. Everyone's getting sick in my house. I got to take care of things. Thought I'd get some brownie points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly it's the right. Oh, there was no decision, but. I love it so much. Didn't get anything. <laughs> I had a very similar thought last night. We came back. We had taken a little trip for the weekend. We came back and I thought to myself, you know what I always do? I always just like leave my suitcase here still packed. I don't unpack it for a few days, like a real jerk. I'm going to do the human thing. And as soon as we get home, I'm going to open my suitcase. I'm going to put everything away. 
I'm going to put stuff in the laundry. I'm going to put my suitcase away. And I sat there thinking, am I going to get any brownie points for acting like a basic human? And nothing. You get nothing. for When you expect brownie points. No, listen, I understand. If I was a judge observing this, like, I mean, yeah, you're like doing the most civil thing possible. <laughs> basic human decency. I'm going to sacrifice a trip. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That was a, that's a big sacrifice. Yeah. I, I was sacrificing a fun weekend right. to be, a, a you know, to repeat all those vows that we said we got married. <laughs> the problem is on paper, somebody's like, so you turned down a chance to hang out with your buddies to take care of your family. Yeah, obviously. No, it's not obvious. You deserve some recognition for that. You know, if people wondering why I was in L.A., that's why. I, this, this, everyone getting sick all the time. So Gus was sick, unable to do anything. Grace was feeling not great. Since Hugo was the, you know, ground zero of this all. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, it's the only time this year I have not got sick. <laughs> Yet. And it was the same reason why, Chris, you couldn't come over the week before because Hugo was sick with this thing. And it was a crazy thing. You're fine by day. But just vomiting by night. Oh my god! Oh my god. Fever and vomiting by night, but day you're like, yeah, it's like a vigilante. It's a vigilante flu. Anyway, um, man, kids being sick—it's the worst. It really is the worst. Anyway, I spent two whole days with Hugo. Um, <laughs> the opposite of a bachelor party. It was great. It was great. Um. Turned out my son is a huge fan of Blackpink. Oh. Quite the imagination. He told me that he spoke with Blackpink on the phone <laughs> and he told them that they should have a YouTube channel. I was like, well, he told you this. And, and I, <laughs> true story. I had to tell his teachers this this morning just in case he comes up with a fabulous story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree here. He goes, hey, dad. And uh, they told me they no longer want to be called Blackpink. But pink black. <laughs> you are my son. Um, so, you know, the first day, I don't even know what we did. We went to a grocery store. We went to a park. Um, we went, we wound up having dinner at um, Musso and Frank's. Ah. That was awesome. Um, he ate so much. It's the first time. I'm proud of him. First time he ate till he was unhappy. <laughs> you guys sat at the bar. Yeah, four slices of bread, slotted of butter. It's like he ate the whole bread, bread butter plate by himself. And I was like, "You sure?" He's like, "I'm hungry. I want it." Really, it was a disgusting amount of bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I got him um, uh, cottage fries, which mm-hmm. again I'm a big fan of. The fact that they looked not like French fries freaked him out. He's like, no. Mm-hmm. He looked at it. I don't want that. I was like, they're delicious. I don't want that. The sad reality is we had a great server. I love that restaurant so much. I want to do this as a regular because we're sitting right in front of the grill. Uh, just posted about it. It's just a great experience. It almost feels like being at a, a sports game if you think about it, right? And I'm explaining to... Kigo, the play-by-play of what's going on with Jose, the grill guy who's just crushing it. What an amazing amount of meat that guy's cooking. And it's just a sick grill because it's grandfathered in. You're never going to see anything like that again. And like he, in the process, I had ordered, what did we exactly order? Lobster bisque because he likes lobsters. And he's like, okay, I want a lobster. I want lobster bisque. I knew that he wasn't going to eat it when it came there. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure enough, he looked at it. He was like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> That's not a lobster. <laughs> and then um, I got him. We ordered cottage fries. I got a rib cap, rib, rib cap for me. Cottage fries. And I ordered shoestring fries. Thank God they forgot that. <laughs> too much. And he wanted chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it, but they had chicken parm. So I got him that, and I said a side of pasta. Buttered pasta, chicken parm. He looks at it, he's like, 
what is that? I said, it's pounded out chicken. He's like, no, it's not. It's a pizza. I don't want to eat that. I said, it's not a <laughs> it's pizza. A pizza. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. And the cottage fries drop. They're so good. I'm like, look, he's like, your favorite. He's like, that doesn't look like a French fry. Mm-hmm. He's right. Again, how am I going to explain to him what a cottage fry is? <laughs> cottage chip. He doesn't want that. And he looks at my meat. He's like, I don't want that. I'm really sad. My whole sadness really stems from my move there is to dip French fries or fried potatoes in green peppercorn sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A poivre sauce. In the, 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 the drama of trying to look after my son, I forgot about it and was behind like a drink. It was tucked away. Yeah. <laughs> I was really devastated. So you ate the whole thing and then found the... I was dunking it in there. the jus of my steak. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. And afterwards, I didn't have any chips because I ate them all. By the time you found the sauce. Yeah, been there. So I took the last slice of bread and I dunked it in the <laughs> thing just to <laughs> taste. Anyway, in that entire process, Hugo's eating all of his pasta. Doesn't So I have to eat some of the chicken parm. We take that home. He's like, I want ice cream. I was like, okay, you sure? He's like, you want a chocolate, chocolate ice cream? He's like, no. I want that Sunday. I'm like, that's a lot of ice cream. You go. <laughs> and I added one more scoop of chocolate ice cream. So he wants, anyway, he eats it. He's like, I don't feel good. <laughs> so I told you, dude, I told you you're not going to feel good. Needless to say, next day, he's potty training. Now we <laughs> decide to go to the Peterson automotive museum. And this is a long winded way of getting me to, Slice this moment. We get to the third floor. You walk down. It's a great place for kids. It's also great for adults. I was Mm. like, man, (laughs) Porsches are cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's super cool. Even if you're not in the cars, it's so cool. Um, We get to the second floor and the timing's about right from the night before. He goes like, my stomach doesn't feel good. I was like, oh man, we got to go to the bathroom. So we go into the stall. I'm waiting there and he's going to the bathroom. Someone on the other stall is also going number two Mm -hmm. as one does, but does it in a way that he's so YOLO. Oh, they're just letting it rip, letting it rip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That he goes like, he's, he's peeing through his poo. (laughs) 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 loud! I was like, Oh man. And it was just a it was a lot. Yeah. And now Hugo is like, why is he doing like this? He's literally saying it out loud. Yeah. Why is he sounding like that? Yeah. And that guy, instead of trying to courtesy flush, just keeps on ripping it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely awkward. Yeah. Also funny. <laughs> well, there's multiple parts of that. First of all, the conversations you have with the kid in the in the bathroom. Where you like you usually go in the stall as an adult human, you go in the stall by yourself, you do your business, you see you sit there quietly. But when you go with children, they are just talking to you the whole time. I've been I've been in the stall next to you while you were taking Hugo and I was taking one of my kids, and they're just yapping, and you're like, can you, I don't know, I don't know how to say this because there's nothing wrong with what you're saying, but like, can you shut the fuck up? There's a real protocol. <laughs> now, think about this. Let's extrapolate this, because this is what happened. I wanted this as a jumping off point. There's a sense of embarrassment on both ends, or maybe not for this gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, because Hugo was so curious as to who this person was. <laughs> he right. opened up the stall to see who this was. I was like, no, you gotta wait. <laughs> so we huddled in the corner like it was a monster. <laughs> and we're trying to stay quiet like right. they're gonna leave us alone. I was like, Hugo, you cannot see this person. <laughs> you can't even see what this person looks like. <laughs> We're never going to know what this individual looks like. Right. We can't. Because have you ever been in a situation where you leave a stall at the same time and you see the person, the perpetrator? No, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario. You never do that. Well, because in the reverse scenario. You wait. If you, yeah, if you are. But here's the problem. (laughs) Have you ever been in a scenario where you're both waiting to see who's going to leave the stall first? So you keep on waiting? Yeah, you got to. Yeah. 
And it just becomes like a, it's like World War One siege tactics. We're just like, well, I'm hunkering down because like, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait this out. But they're also thinking the same thing. And then you just, and then you just live in the toilet. These are conversations that have never, this protocol has never been explained. It's like the birds and then the bees for poo that nobody's ever had with me. Right. Well, I mean, that, the, this, presumably the person in the stall next to you has reached some level of enlightenment and freedom where they're just like letting it rip because traditionally you're trying to keep it quiet, right? But the other thing is, you know what's also embarrassing when you start thinking about it, this situation? If you have to walk right away into a bathroom and courtesy flush, mm-hmm. letting everyone know what you're doing. And if you're constantly doing a courtesy flush, is that even more gross? Right, because you're, you've indicated like... <laughs> and then this, you're thinking this, like, this whoa, man, that's a lot of courtesy flushes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, is, is it, are we in the minority of people who feel well, the out. shame? But here's the other thing. In our studio, have you noticed it's that you can hear there. everything? That's noisy in there. You can hear everything. So, okay. So there's Whether two, you realize or not, I've heard you poop. <laughs> there's two, there's two scenarios loudly. here. There's two scenarios here, right? One is, okay. <laughs> and that leads into another conversation. Not that loudly. First of all, if you happen to be the noisemaker, right? Like you have to hunker down because you're like, this person, I cannot let them see me. I'm going to stay in here until the next round of people come in. If you are on the other side, and let's say it's not me. Let's say it's some, it's another, it's a, a guest or a coworker and you see them going into the bathroom in our office and you know, like, oh my God, I'm going to have to hear this. Do you leave? Do you no, leave the area? No. I leave the area because I'm but like, here's courtesy. The Sometimes you can't. Here's the thing with our studio. We've had guests come in already. They don't know how echoey that bathroom is. I know. They don't know what we know. It's like a one-way mirror, two-way mirror. Like, <laughs> it's totally in, like a, you know, in some room. way, we've had very respectable people. Now, I don't look at them in the same way. Right. Because they could just be going number one, but they fart. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't be able to hear this. Right. But I can. Now I can't look at them the same way. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, when you're in that bathroom situation, you're trying to hide. It's not a, a shameful thing. You just don't want to even associate the face to the sound. Now, in our studio, I know exactly who's doing it, and I cannot look at them the same way anymore. Right. Because you've just gotten it. You've seen it all. You've seen yeah. an intimate part of their lives that they didn't know then you I'm saw. I'm also judging them because I can hear how long they're washing their hands or if they're doing it. Well, it's like literally like just a like putting mm-hmm. it under the sink. I'm like, no. See, knowing the sound, Again, the point value, they've gone down. They're losing 25 points just doing a poor hand wash. I have actually made the decision while in that bathroom. Like, I know everyone can hear everything out there. I'm gonna make a real show out of washing my hands in here, like a real and show. Also, there are I won't say who the non washers. They're like maybe out of my life altogether now because they. Wash their hands. They do everything right, but then they throw, there's water everywhere, or they'll miss the trash bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's them. Yeah. Because who else would it be? Who else would it be? You can judge. People <laughs> say you can't judge. You can judge so much by how people go to the bathroom. Now, this is crazy, though, because you started, the Hugo part of it speaks to everything, right? Because Hugo doesn't feel, and he's just curious. He wants to know who's who's making the thunder in the next stall. At what he's point? He's pooping. <laughs> he wants to know who's pee pooping <laughs> next door. At what point do we eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil where it becomes this shame thing? Because Hugo will, at a certain point, feel what you feel. But right now, he's just like, I want to know who's pee pooping. I think it's a natural thing. Like, do you just let it rip and not have any care in the world? Which is where I want to get to this situation. If you're in a restaurant, having to go to the bathroom in a restaurant, Mm -hmm. any place that is not even formal, place that you would go you would go into a restaurant and be like i can i can relieve myself here sure cuz not everyone place you can feel that way but most people would feel that way and when you know that you're going to the bathroom we've talked about this to some degree what we've talked about is if you're gone too long mm-hmm. then people are like what's going on again my move is to come back and i'm on the phone <laughs> or to say like hey i just visited the kitchen i talked to those guys everything's copacetic you know, copacetic. <laughs> uh, I know you guys were all worried. I, I was not taking a shit. I was just making sure everything was copacetic in the kitchen. Because here's the thing. There are a lot of maneuvers here. A lot of scenarios. If you are too fast, you ever wonder if you take a poo and it's so fast that you're thinking that people think that it's just a pee? 
I, I mean, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't have nothing to worry about. I was fast. Yeah. But then sometimes if you take a long number one, do people think that's a number two? It was a poo length P. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I just lost train of thought just thinking about that. <laughs> but like, here's a situation that I've, I've learned and now I'm letting the world know. If you actually wait way longer, mm-hmm. if you take an extraordinary amount of time, mm-hmm. way longer than anything possible for a bathroom visit, mm-hmm. relieving yourself, it's the only way mm-hmm. to wash your hands of thinking that you actually went to the bathroom. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you had to deal with something work-wise, visited something in the kitchen or whatever. I, you got to like take it to the, the limit where you're like, wow. I'm so, I'm so where, 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 where is, is He's been gone 20 minutes. He can't still be in the bathroom, right? Something's no, got to be going on. you sports course on ESPN. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Text. He can't still be in the bathroom. He must be doing cocaine in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad. Okay, the scenario you just, you just described at our studio where now you have this, this upper hand intimate knowledge of our guests that you can never live the same way. I'm so mad that now every time you come back to the table when we're at a restaurant looking at your phone, I'm just gonna be like, God damn it, Jay's been taking a shit in there. The other situation, and this happened at the Peterson Automotive Museum. We wash our hands. The water stream is normal in terms of I pull it. And you're not pulling it all the way so the water just Mm -hmm. ricochets off the basin and onto you. It's right. But of course, Hugo has to fiddle with it and it goes full mm. power and water gets all over me on, mm. on my shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Where yeah. water is literally now on your shirt near your groin area. It looks like you pissed your pants. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, of course I know this. It's a very embarrassing situation. Um, Yeah, well, I've been known in those scenarios where it looks like I w- I've got a little pee-pee stain on my pants. The only the only way out, similar to your, I've got to spend extra time in the bathroom to indicate that something was really wrong and not just a normal poo. I've been known when I have like a little bit of water that makes it look like I I dribbled on myself to then make a bigger mess of water. Yes. <laughs> so it's indicate there was a real problem. I know. I'm trying to say <laughs> these are the birds and the bees of bathroom use that no one ever explains. It's like watching the discovery, like uh, you know. Animal Planet watching like wolves try to figure out like all this other shit, like the protocols of it all. That is exactly my move too. Since there was water already on me. Gotta go more. No, this is the move. There could be a fucking bathroom attendant with the fucking towel. You know what I'm going to do? Make sure my hands are very wet and just like mm-hmm. make it look like there's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. handprints <laughs> yeah, I, on my thumb. There's no towels. I just, I, I mean, yeah. oh, it's so embarrassing. I just had to wipe it you on my. How many years it yeah, took me to figure out that fucking move? <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's the same thing as spending extra time. The only way out is to go is to double down. There are all these things that I figured out now turning at the age of 46, right? If I'm in any social event washing my hands, whether you're at a conference or social gathering, it's the only time where now, because I've been the perpetrator on this end, to make sure that my hands are properly dried. Because you're, yeah. Nothing worse than giving a, yeah. I just washed my hand. No, 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 no. I just washed my hands. No, like, no, no, no. Don't yeah. fucking tell me that. Because inevitably, the minute you walk out of the bathroom, someone's be like, oh, hey, yeah. nice to meet you. One of the mm-hmm. all-time worst situations to be in is shaking a hand that's moist. <laughs> right. Well, this is my favorite thing about like, because the excuse is always, they always say, oh, I, ju- I just washed my hands. Your question has to be, great. Why are they wet? I know you went to the bathroom, but couldn't you just dry your fucking hands? <laughs> That's the thing. I just washed my hands and then we dry them. So again, there, there are moments in time where I, I re- specifically tell myself, make sure my hands are really thoroughly dry. Sure, sure, sure. Every other time, I don't care. Air dry, air dry for the most part. <laughs> so I want to get back to this situation. You're in a restaurant. You don't know who's exactly outside, but you got to go number two. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's exactly waiting in line as well. And there's so many situations. Using a ball, going to the stadium bathroom, using an airport bathroom. There's so many different scenarios about using the bathroom stall. We're only going to cover one right now. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you're in a restaurant, in a, you know, say two, three mission star restaurant? And people waiting in line 
hear you taking a poop. Or they just, you know, they hear it. Much like our studio, people know. What are you supposed to do? How do you then react? What do you do after the fact? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, especially in one of these nicer restaurants, there is actually, when you say like waiting in line, it's actually generally like there's a separate area where the bathrooms are. So they're not just waiting in line. They're standing directly outside the door of the bathroom, just in a quiet area, just around you. That is, it's a, it's a bad situation. Uh, I have not, I would love to hear if you have any techniques for me. I, if I really think about what I do, I try to speed out of there as quickly as possible. And for some reason I look around, like I'm confused (laughs) and I just go, I think it's a very, you know, Priya brought it up on a recipe club. It's, it's a very terrible feeling to let the world know that you just took a deuce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's embarrassing. There's no way around it. I wish it weren't, but is it there is. any way to own that situation? I don't think so. We're the, the type of people. Here's here's what I'm thinking about the the type of person who owns it is has uh, has like BPE has like big poop energy and comes out and is like oh I did it I was a big one and you're like do I want to be that guy? You don't want to be that guy. You want to be free like that guy, but that guy sucks. All um, we can be is ashamed when we're at the Masters. Uh, Every bathroom has an attendant. We're eating a lot of food there. It's a conversation that took place. How, they know what you're doing, yet you're still very embarrassed. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a social contract between us and bathroom attendants. Where it's just like, what happens, happens. Now, this leads to the next question. When you're doing some kind of big event, like say a wedding, or like this graduation speech, mm-hmm. or... Anything where, for example, like if I have to do blood work, I have to fast, I have to do something. I've, I have friends that are models and they'll say like, they'll stop any salt intake like 72 hours beforehand because they can't have any issues in that one moment they're in. There's that famous example of Paul Pierce in the game, like game six when the Celtics won a championship where he got wheeled out in a wheelchair. I don't know if it was a championship game because he had to take a poo. Yeah. Are people are the does the rest of the world when they have a specific event are they planning what they're eating beforehand? Cuz now I'm thinking about this a lot more. And people realize they're doing this a lot more like oh I can't eat dairy cuz this is going to happen. Uh Traditionally, I mean, I assume you don't. I think I'm having to more and more. Yeah. Situational eating for what's going to about to happen. You can't you got to eliminate all possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, part of that to me is these people you're talking about, <laughs> their bodies are more finely tuned. Well, no, I'm wondering, is this how the rest of the world actually does it? Do they plan? Oh, well, they're thinking about their poop and pee and like how it's going to come they're out eating? and when? Yeah, 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 yeah. In advance. I think that's normal. I think more people are thinking about that. Yes. I think most people do think about that. Do you guys? You know, it's nodding aggressively. Cool. You know, what are your thoughts? Definitely, especially if you're about to get on a flight or something like that. I think about that. Like, I, I usually starve for like 12 hours before I get on a flight. See, and I'm I, telling you, this yeah. is normal. Wait, did Corey and Victoria also plan? Victoria says no. Cor- Corey went out to get some coffee, but... Uh... <laughs> Good timing, or taking a poo. <laughs> yeah, that's... A, he's been getting, look, I'm just going to say, Corey's been getting coffee for quite a while yeah. now. <laughs> and I, it's dawning on me that people... We're the, we're the minority here. Most, most people, depending on what their schedule is, plan on what they're going to eat. Huh. I've never thought about this, but I guess I just assumed that everybody was just living a free, free poo life. Well, Corey's back. Hey, Corey, what were you doing? What were you doing out there getting coffee for so long? I, I didn't go to the bathroom. That's the only <laughs> Do, do you do you plan on like let's just say you're going to have a give a speech or be at a wedding or something? Do you plan on what you're eating beforehand to manage and minimize and mitigate potential problems? Thousand percent. Like I, I gave a, so I gave a best man speech in the fall uh, at my best friend's wedding, and yeah, that was like a 
I, I had to keep that in mind the whole weekend of like, I can't, there's certain things I'm not going to put in my body. <laughs> See, Victoria is the only one. She's a, she's a, she's, <laughs> she's living, she's living her she's life. Living her life. We are, but is it because we prioritize wanting to eat things <laughs> above all else? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I think there's a minority. And I also have had conversations with both genders. When people are first going out on dates with people, this is a convert. This right. happens all the time. Oh, I can't eat this. I might be spending the night. Oh, interesting. Is this also true, guys? Victoria shakes her head. Yes. Interesting. The date thing is true. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder if that's guys. A difficulty. No, Corey. Yes. <laughs> what do you have to say, Corey? So is the question you have to be considerate of what you're eating on a date? Because or even leading that. up to the date. Yeah, 100%. See? What I'm telling you. What in the world? What in the world, man? What in the world? This is like, it's, this, is as, this is as alarming as finding out that everybody else on the planet just sees grass as purple. And I've just thought it was green I'm, this whole time. I, listen, I'm trying to tell you that most people are really thoughtful about what they're eating on a day-to-day basis for things that are about to happen. But if you hadn't even thought about it for a date, then you are on the opposite end of the spectrum. (laughs) I mean, I've literally never considered, is this true? Never considered it. Never considered what might happen. I'm at to the point where I used to just eat something to make it like, oh, I'm not hungry when you're at a date. So I don't look like a fucking ravenous lunatic. That is part of the, that's, that's part of the same logic. But you're thinking about something different. Listen, you can't take a poo the first time you hook up with somebody. <laughs> unless, listen, unless you're into that. <laughs> no, you can't. Facts. Guys, all in agreement. Can you take a poo the first night you spend the night with somebody? What do we t- No. No. <laughs> yes. What? No. 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 Deal breaker. Absolute deal breaker. Chris, you're the only person that thinks not. I, get, I thought, I mean, I don't, I don't. You know, you think it's okay? Hey man, if you can't accept me at my at my pooping, you don't deserve. Can we just me look at, at this from? The, yeah, can we look at this from? So the we talked side? about this from friends and strangers, but now in an intimate relationship, the first time you're getting to know somebody, I think the biggest taboo you can do is let it rip in an apartment or next door where they can hear it. Oh well, I mean, I was. You with- can't. You can just gotta avoid it. Both men and women. You cannot. That's a no fly zone. Yeah, but you know, feels otherwise. Corey agrees with me. Victoria agrees with me. Where do you stand? Can Chief I, Justice Roberts. I, <laughs> I think that, well, it's hard to look at it now, right? Because I've, I've been with my wife for so long. I think that in, in my 20s and 30s, yeah, I would avoid pooping and, and farting in front of anybody new for a long time. It's true. Honestly, my wife and her friends, I still don't understand. I would ask them sometimes, like, how do you do it? Would you wait to go back to your apartment? Like, how, Where? And the answer is like, we just don't. We never do. But how can, how can people do that? That's what I'm trying to tell you. We are the weird minority. <laughs> how can you, you, how can you just hold it? That's not a thing. You can't just People are hold thoughtful it. about what no, they put in and insane. what goes out and when it goes out. And I think the rest of the world, that is the majority. Do we all feel this way? That is insane. Yes. That's like saying, and just, I'm just hold your breath coming, for the listen, next I'm only three days. coming to this realization and you are the last person standing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an intervention. I'm your <laughs> wife wanted me to tell you to clean up your act literally and to start watching what you're eating before specific events and moments of intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's not like I, the worst one is actually, you know, you, you know, I have a very weak constitution actually. So you sip Pepto Bismol like it's a big gulp. <laughs> I drink Pepto Bismol in the gross. But the worst thing is not the worst thing is not going to number two in a restaurant. The worst thing is when you have to go like four or five times over the course of a meal, like somebody has had to do. Mm-mm. It's bad. Come on, dude. You really have IBS, huh? I think so. That's cool. I think I need to see a doctor. I think this is all just leading up to I need to see a doctor. Again, part of it is with my realization that most people are extremely thoughtful about what they ingest in general, but not just for that, 
exactly for the moments of when it comes out. Wait, so are we in the wrong? Should we I'm be not more saying considered? that we're in the wrong. I think that we're we're on the we're on the special education <laughs> needs. I I think that we are a special subset you know, of like, humans. It's not English as a second language, ESL. It's it's etiquette as a second language. As a second <laughs> it language. Is ESL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea people were thinking about this. <clears throat> I also want the whole another slice of life topic is when did it become? When does it happen when you're in a long term relationship? When is that specific moment hmm. that you're able to fart in front of your your partner? Because the first time it happens, you would never think about doing it ever, ever. I remember in college, people used to do it all the time because it wasn't like a, it was like funny. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to have a serious relationship, mm-hmm. maybe this has changed now, but there is a specific moment in time. And I think it's a landmark. It's like right up there with first anniversary, first birth of your child. It's the first time, not even poo. That's a whole nother landmark. Where you're using the bathroom in an open door setting and you're not even closing the door is when you're, you just fart right in front of your partner. Because yeah. you would never think about that the first date or second date, third date, but there's a moment when it becomes fuck it. So uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this one. <laughs> I mean, when do you, th- is there a conversation preceding it or do you just let it go? And when, do, and what is I the. I don't know. This is an interesting topic. Again, nobody's written about this. Nobody's guys, talked about Everybody this? write down a, a point in time without showing anybody else. Write down on a piece of paper what you think the time, the, the relationship amount of time it's is. A, it's a monumental moment in a relationship where you're allowed to do this without consequence. Okay. Wait. Did you guys write down a time? Write down a, write down a period of time on a piece of paper. Victoria, Corey, and you know. I want to see the range of times. Do you have one in your head? Just pick a time. <laughs> There's right, somebody. We've got our answers. All right. Okay. Well, because I have, I have a totally. I, I have again. I'm a non-human here. Do you want to go first or we'll go last? I don't have an answer. I think it's it's a mystery. Okay. It's like literally right there with what's inside of a black hole. I don't know. Whatever happens, whatever happens with these results, Victoria is the correct answer. <laughs> so, you know, what is the correct amount of time at which you can begin to flatulate in front of your partner? Second date. Oh my god! What, this, Eunice, guy, this guy's just into like fucking scats. You can annul the marriage. Corey, it's not too late. Corey, what is the correct number of dates or months or weeks or years? I said six months. Six <laughs> months. Six months seems more human. Victoria, what is your answer? Mine's was six months as well. Yeah, six months is correct. <clears throat> now, what happens if the woman does it before the man? And this isn't a a, a, a gender issue. I'm just saying, like in my experience. I have been the person to do it second. Yes. I think that that is their right. But think about it. It's that specific moment where you're like, it's okay. It's, it shouldn't be an embarrassing moment. It actually should be celebrated. And I'm serious because now you're at a, this is a, this is the real first sign of a blossoming relationship. I have to say, I have to add to it. Nobody though. talks about it that way. I think that at the six month mark, I don't think it's just like when it becomes okay. I think to your point, I think you have to do it at six months. You have to do it to advance the relationship. Otherwise, you end up in a Chris Ying scenario, which is, do you remember in, in the uh, in the forty year old virgin where he's like, they're like, how did you become a, a how did you end up being a forty year old virgin? He's just like. Well, you know, I tried and I kind of missed my window and then just like, it just kind of, you've never farted. In it front just kind of happened. It took years because I missed my window. And then it was like five years in. I was like, Dude. Hey, we need to have a conversation. We had to have a conversation. And if I was, Freud like, was still alive. <laughs> he'd come up with some, he'd choose some different Greek myth to associate <laughs> you with. I would become my own Greek myth. Medusa. I'm a cautionary <laughs> the Medusa tale. complex. If you miss. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> if you miss your window, you end up becoming a 40-year-old fart virgin and never letting it up. <laughs> I think six months is the right answer. At one point, I won't say who, anonymously, but somebody did it like the first two weeks of our relationship. <laughs> and it was such a high pitch. 
when we're talking. <laughs> we were just talking face to face. And because of the way they were situated in a corner, in it, it, the way it sounded like the acoustics, I couldn't tell it was where, what it was and where it was from. And this is legitimately what I said. Did you? Is that a mouse? Is that like a cat? <laughs> no joke. You drew attention because you didn't know. I legitimately was like, "What is that sound?" Oh, you couldn't even identify it as a fart because I couldn't even contemplate that that would happen while talking to somebody. Well, was this person do you think was trying to do it on the down low? Was trying to do it on the down low? Was not letting it rip. I think sometimes when you're having a conversation, you're not in control of certain things. But it was like. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like eh, really high squeak. I had never heard that. That's not what I sound like. That was a completely different sound to me. And when I said that, that that's what broke the ice. Yeah. Uh, but that seems like an accidental one. I'm sure that person would have preferred not to have squeak farted and then had you say, is there a mouse in here? Well, it's taken 41 minutes of poo talk to get to really what we wanted to get to, which is Chris Yang's Medusa complex. <laughs> and so much of your relationship with Jamie will improve by just ripping in front of her. No problem. It just, it really, it really, uh, it took our relationship to the next level. Believe it or not, we could talk a lot more about this, but we're going to stop for everyone's sanity. We're going to take a break. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. That's fucking gross, dude. It took I can't so believe long. you took five fucking years. What's wrong with you? It was just, it was literally the 40 year old version dude, thing. That's so fucking My weird. window passed and then it was just, I, I was almost, stuck. It's so incredulous. I can't even believe that that's a true story. I was just stuck. And then even, to this day though, I will ask, I'm like, I think she would prefer to go back to the old way. Where we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping all that in folks that was a break but not a break we did that just so Chris would admit so we're gonna do an episode not an episode we're gonna do a segment of theoretical dinner guest mm -hmm. and this is gonna be dinner guest NBA edition okay because we're at the finals we're in the thick of it people Maybe don't like us talking about sports, which is why we're definitely doing it. So remind me of the premise here. This, these are dead or present people that you would want to have as dinner guests. And you can choose five, right? Okay. It'd be better. It's five different buckets. It doesn't have to be, but there's a theme. But these and hopefully are the producers will have their own list as well. Five guests at the same time. So it's a table of five NBA players greats throughout history that would all be having dinner together and what you're eating and what you're eating instead of again your your last meal bullshit okay let's have you know come out and sit with us you know come out here Corey and victoria can you part can, do you have a list i just want uh draymond green and jordan Poole to be at the same uh, table <laughs> you can do this you can do this you can set up 
whatever you want as your dinner guest matrix. If you want a Royal Rumble, you can do that. You, if you want it as awkward as that might be, fantastic. I love it. The, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, a lot of different ways I could go about. I, I, I thought about like just having ridiculous, funny, weird shit that might happen, like Gilbert Arenas, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jean Morant. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, maybe not funny, but ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like situation, you're like, wow, that's going to be memorable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I wanted to keep it a little bit safe and something that I would enjoy. This is my people that I would want to eat with. Dinner Companions, NBA edition. My number one draft pick. Probably not on anyone's radar at all. John Williams was a center in the 90s. But you know what his fucking nickname was? Because it's the best nickname right after, you know, the microwave, Vinny the Microwave Johnson. John Williams' nickname was John the Hot Plate Williams. <laughs> Wait, wh- why was he John the Hot Because he was a big motherfucker that liked to eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's my number one traffic. That fucker could eat. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I'm just saying like, I want to be with people that are just going to, oh, I can't eat that. They're going to, you know, dab their pizza. I don't want any of that shit. People that are just, let's just fucking go. Got it. Conversation can happen, but we're with, we're we're like, Real big boys. We're eating. Mm-hmm. We're you better eat. just eat. We're eating and eating. Yeah. And conversation is secondary. My number two draft pick, my number two, another person that probably most people wouldn't think about. Tractor trailer. <laughs> That's a good one. The sixth draft pick <laughs> of like the late nineties. I can't remember from university of Michigan, 300 pounder. You're 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 forming a this could this is it could either, also be the offensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. This is your offensive lineman list. My third draft picked another big boy because he went to Georgetown, Jahidi White. It's all big boys. Only played four seasons in the NBA, 6'9", 360 pounds, something like that. Uh-huh. Boy could eat. And I know this because I had friends that went to Georgetown. And you know what Jahidi White used to do? He had to take the exact same class. He was a freshman the same year Allen Iverson was a freshman. And I had friends that took many classes with them. So the theory, not the theory, what the rumor was, Jahidi White had to take every class that Allen Iverson took. You know why? So Allen Iverson could sleep right behind Jahidi White. <laughs> every class Allen Iverson the was in, blocked oh the fuck. Jahidi White blocked oh. Iverson sleeping in class. Wow. That's wow. what that, that Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. So very just, offensive line. That's, yeah, the people offensive talk line. about Jamal Murray and Jokic. That's the original tag team right there. <laughs> so those are my three really not so great. Mm-hmm. You know, they're here to eat. Though. They're here. They're here to eat. They're here yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. They're here to eating like eat innings up, right? <laughs> to maybe like eat around certain things that I don't want. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. Okay, okay. right, yeah. like. You get the you get the things like whether it's the white meat or you know, right. Save me the best parts because they're just going to go to town. I have to put two in mine, and they're both big boys. Clearly, I have to have Charles Barkley. I'm sure he's going to be on almost everyone's list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no no brain, mm-hmm. and all of his insanity that has happened along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people? How many fans has he like punched? And how many? Times has he almost gotten arrested saying something ridiculous? How many times has he offended the city of San Antonio? Like <laughs> the guy, I mean, the guy is just my favorite. It, just inside NBA on TNT, just in general, is probably the greatest television out there. Yeah, um, I love it. And because of that, no offense to Kenny the Jet Smith, but I don't want a vegan on my team. Got to get Shaquille O'Neal. That boy well, I didn't even, know Kenny was a vegan. And I don't care. Maybe we'll just eat Papa John's because it's Shaquille O'Neal. I don't care. I mean, have you seen Shaquille O'Neal when he was on the Celtics? Go Google a picture. <laughs> Go Google a picture of Shaquille O'Neal on the Celtics. He, had, he, had, he was already living the retirement lifestyle before he retired. 
Where is you Shaq people want to know why, why he wasn't good on the Celtics? Just look at Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq and Barkley together. Yeah, are your that's last my two. five. That's my stream. John, the Hot Plate Williams, Tractor Trailer, Jahidi White, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal is my starting five. I think we're going to have a good time. A lot of food will be eaten. I'm not worried about it. It's a very specific lineup. Mm-hmm. It's much like, a, you know, assembling a team to go against international competition. My team is here to eat and we're going to fucking win. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Dave, you had the opportunity to, you, this might be the one table where Zion Williamson will feel comfortable eating as much as he wants. <laughs> you really, uh, oh, poor Zion. <laughs> no, no, I'm not picking on Zion. Poor I'm Zion. not picking on Zion. Poor Zion. Respect Zion. Uh, he just needs to get out of New Orleans. Yeah. My 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 NBA knowledge is not going to go as deep as yours, so I had to go a different. God, I'm so lucky I don't have uh, Dave, the hot plate Chang. <laughs> 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 Dave Tractor Chang, <laughs> fucking terrible. I had to go a different route. So two of my guys right off the bat, because I thought about this, I started thinking about it like a very realistic way. NBA players, especially in recent years, uh, you know whining and dining has become more of a thing, right? This is a trend thing. Like there it's become more apparent to everybody. Like, Oh, what do you do when you have to travel all over the place and you have like infinite money? Oh, you eat and drink whatever you want. And they've become very, uh, you know, known for their, their wine taste and stuff. So (laughs) I wanted to start off with guys who are just happy to be there. (laughs) Like I'm thinking very realistically who, you know, nobody cares if I, if, if I take Kevin Durant and I'm like, Kevin Durant, come to dinner. He's just gonna be like, why would I come to this stupid thing? I can eat anything I want. I want the guys who are on along for the ride. So Ish Smith just set the record for most NBA teams played for. Ish Smith is on my list. He's just happy to be invited to a team. So I just want him there. Guys along those lines. I want, I want my Mark Madsen. I want my, my just happy to be along. You for just the like how he dances. I just bro. want, and if, if music happens to be and, played, and, and according to Mark, he went to Stanford. <laughs> so, <laughs> most important trade to Mark Madsen. He's a Stanford Cardinal. Mark Madsen, Ish Smith are my two guys. I re- I know it's not, it's not really fair to follow and pick the same guys, but like, I, you can't do it without Barkley. I know. You just Barkley knew that he'd be like the consensus number one. <laughs> I mean, like dinner guest wise, consensus number one. I mean, really, one. Barkley should know. I, there's no doubt he's going to be, you know, he may not have won a championship, but he's definitely going to be arguably the MVP of this NBA edition theoretical dinner guest series, in my opinion. And like to, to the point of, <sighs> I'm sort of playing the same book we were talking about last time when we did uh, musicians, right? Barkley, you know, is going to be good for stories, but you got to have some listeners who might be like dark horses. So that's my 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 two guys plus plus uh, Barkley. Um, I want a little friction, so I want to bring Draymond. I want Draymond and Barkley sitting next to each other. That's my four, and then um, I kind of want I kind of want the Joker at the table. I love the Joker, but I think that's going to be a dud. You think it's going to be boring? Yeah. Hmm. But he can eat. Who do you think is like the most unathletic current player? Doncic. That's oh, good. Oh, okay, it's good. Okay, I'm yeah. replacing. I heard that guy just. <laughs> I'll put it, I'll... I, I don't remember who. <laughs> <laughs> but they were filming something with them, and supposedly he was just pounding. Right, I'm kicking. I'm, I'm like, kidding. I'm, you know, I'm if kicking. he was drinking, maybe it's Doncic. I'm kicking Jokic out and putting Doncic on. I'm not putting. Who knows? He can eat. He can drink beer. It's a very different situation. But he comes from like a land of pork loving. Oh, what are you feeding your people? I said we're eating Papa John's. Mm. <laughs> I think we're going to a churrascaria with my people. I think we're doing meat on spears. I still don't like your fifth pick. You don't have a good answer. You want to go with Joker? Go with Joker. No, I like. I want Luca. Well, I don't want. I don't like watching him play basketball. I certainly don't like watching him eat. So good luck with that. Who do I want to? Who, who's who's like really let themselves go in retirement? <laughs> who's let themselves go in retirement? Raymond Felton. Who's Raymond Felton? Oh, you don't know Felton. Dude, no. that boy was fucking big. <laughs> He's a big boy. All right, I want to consider my fifth slot. I think you should go with Kyle Lowry. Why? Oh, again, when we had uh, Toronto and he lived in the same hotel. I just know that he was a frequent visitor of Milk Bar. <laughs> oh, you have firsthand. Okay, 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 okay. I was just. I'll give my spot. I think I'll he, give you my know, there was a reason why he had a lower backside that was very hard to move. 
lot of lot pork, of those lot corn of pork cookies. Buns in there. <laughs> a lot of corn cookies, man. That guy was. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give it to Kyle. All right. Wait, every time I see him in the playoffs, I like that motherfucker. Powered by milk bar. <laughs> powered by <laughs> milk bar. I get notes. It's like shit. He's there again. Damn. You know what do you got? Uh, yeah, I gotta kick it off with Barkley. Obviously, uh, it's not just the stories; it's the his reactions and like the way he'll like you know take the piss like on the show. It's it's awesome. So like him, Shaq. Uh, I always like Kevin McHale. I always thought it was really funny, and uh, it's like big guys talking about big guys. So I, I just love. Kevin. I mean, people say he's a total prick. Really? Mm. I've never heard that. I've only seen the like. Well, I've seen players complain. Have you guys heard that McHale's a dick? No, I'm seeing a lot of shaking. I'm just making shit up. You know, I think that you should. Before you continue, can I just can I suggest a strategy here that might be interesting? Rather than, I don't want you to redo your list. But wouldn't it be interesting to be having a dinner with five NBA players and be the tallest guy at the table? Wouldn't that be an interesting <laughs> situation? Mugsy Bogues that very few of us could enjoy. Spud Web. <laughs> you could take a bunch of point guards. AI, AI, dude, AI, that'd be jobs. fun. Mark Price and get the price for Mark Price, price and Brent Price. You're done. <laughs> I'm just Scott Skiles as your six man. <laughs> I'm just saying. John Stockton. Do your list however you want, but very few of us would have an opportunity to sit at a table with five NBA players and be the tallest guy there. This, no, I I have no interest because in, I've hung around around like future NBA players and stuff and been to camps and stuff, so I've seen them and it's like it's normal. You know, I ran I ran into Marvin Bagley. I'm like, hey, you're kind of tall, like and stuff like that. But it's not it's not mind blowing. It's just like, hey, you're pretty tall and kind of not good at basketball. <laughs> you're respectful. He was the number one overall recruit. Number two, dude. He was number two. DeAndre went number one. DeAndre went number one. Bagley but, went two. Bagley, Luca went three. Okay. No, Luca went four. Luka went four. And uh, what's his face? Trey Young went three. Oh, who went no, three? no, no, no. Luca was traded up four. I thought. Doesn't matter. Okay, either Bagley way. went two. Either way, no. Bagley was the number one ranked recruit going into college. So I remember thinking, like, "Yo, this guy's legit." And his team was on fire. Like Cody Riley. Sorry, I'm getting really deep. Anyway, no, I am not interested in eating with guys who are shorter than me. Like, just because they're shorter than me. But uh, That's fine. I only eat at tables where people are shorter than. Me. <laughs> this explains why we've never been to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the captain Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, really interesting guy. I've always wanted to, like just. See what he talks about, you know. Yeah, he's sure. really into jazz. I fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just no good, no good. <laughs> and uh, so we've got Barkley, Shaq. Uh, we've got Kareem. I'll go Tim Duncan. So I'm just like really curious, like what Tim Duncan's actually like. Like he seems very like reserved and like chill, but like I definitely know that there's like a mean streak to Tim Duncan that's like very competitive, and I would love to see that come out. And the last one is Greg Popovich. Yeah, Pop belongs on yeah, there. Greg Popovich. A good pick. He's going to order the wine. He really does love food. I've talked to enough San Francisco chef to say that this is how you know that Pop is a true gourmand. That guy will go to a restaurant solo hmm. and just crush wine and food. Yeah, Pop's the one. Anybody Pop's that good. can eat by themselves, Pop's the Pop's legit. Yeah, that's a, that's master level dining, the solo diner list. And what are you serving? Yeah, I think it's just going to have to be steaks, right? Like, it's going to be steaks and then have Pop do the wines. Um, I have an alternative list that I I could do this all day. Tied very specifically to eating as well. My guests that are all, the all pot smoker team. <laughs> I put Bill Walton there. I put Iverson there. I put C-Web up there. Robert Parrish, because he got like, 30-pound brick delivered to his door. Um, and Rashid Wallace. Mm. When I was growing up, I was at Tyson's Corner, Virginia. I may have shared this story already. I saw, he was walking around Tyson's Corner Mall. He's 6'10", with two ironing boards. One on his left, one on his right side, walking around with two ironing boards. And I was like, this motherfucker's <laughs> got to be stolen. <laughs> he was walking around with two fucking ironing boards. I was like, literal, just literally. ironing boards. Yeah, you can't get Miss Rasheed Wallace. But he's just carrying two ironing boards? Two ironing boards. For like the length of the whole mall. I was like, shit. I didn't know he was smoking pot, but like later on I found out he was a fucking huge pot smoker. I was like, Two and two together, he's probably 
forgot forgetful that he even had the boards in his fucking. I mean, my favorite part about that story is the fact it's just I love these moments where you're like, oh, NBA player, super well known celebrity. Their shit's always like taken care of. They're always they've always got shit taken care of. Even somebody of that stature still finds themselves in a situation where like, fuck, I've got two ironing boards and I need to get to the other side of the mall. Like, been there, dude. I've been there. Uh, and I think Bill Walton is key not for his passing prowess and his, you know, most agile big men, because I think we can move on from just marijuana smoke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we would get into hallucinogenics and God knows what else. Right. So this is like the who you want to share a bong with table. And, no, and just like getting, getting, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. The who knows what's going to happen table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you could even put the entire Trailblazers crew, Stoudemire, Rod Strickland, <laughs> Wallace. Who else was on that team? So, Stacey Ogno. Ogman was on that team, too. Anyway, Steve Smith was on that team. <laughs> they called them the Jailblazers. Yes. They, were, they were like legit. And Pippen joined them later on, but I don't want Pippen on my team. He talks too much shit these days. Yeah. That's a good table, though. It's a good table. You know food's going to be there. Yeah. And yes. honestly, everyone's just going to make fun of Bill Walton. So, like, <laughs> we're good. But, he but he won't even notice. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Okay, here. Yeah. I like, I like Bill Walton at any table. He might be good at the regular dining table, too. Do you guys have any of your, your NBA list? Let's hear it. Uh, so, yeah, I picked two pairs of guys that don't like each other uh, just for the fireworks. And then I, my fifth choice is just, like, a vibes guy to sort of keep the peace. Uh, if things get too hot. So, yeah, I got Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. It's going to be interesting. Do we even know why he hit him? Have you heard any reasons? I, I, I'm not going to specu- <laughs> speculate, but uh, I don't know. The more the season went on, it, the more it felt like this, this Jordan Poole guy kind of sucks. And, like, may, you know, you shouldn't punch your teammate, but, like, also, what did he say? You know, <laughs> like, what did he say to get punched? I mean, Poole, not so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I've been paid a lot of money. I mean, honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. Got my bag. I'm done. Got my bag. Talk some shit. Got the talent knocked out of me and then <laughs> just kept playing. Um, so you got Draymond. You got Jordan Poole. Okay. Here's yeah, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Ooh, oh, wow, cool. man. Leave it to a fucking sports podcast producer to come up with that. a good one. And who's your Zeke. vibes guy? Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> Best tables, Corey's. Groovy monster. <laughs> <laughs> Best table. That's the best that's a, table. That's, that's, a, a, that's table. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. What are you serving, Corey? So the food, I think, matters less than uh, there just needs to be booze there. Like, there just needs to be alcohol in the room. <laughs> you know? I mean, I hear Jordan likes that 1942. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just a table For somebody and a that's not in the sports world, I have a lot of sports just, stories. <laughs> just, a, just a table and a bottle. Um, yeah. A lot of stories. One best friends was the PR guy for the Bullets or the Wizards and Clippers, and Knicks, and I just yeah know a lot. I guess it's just I mean that's the, that's the funny thing though is you have to in this day and age where we're getting more and more of the sort of behind the scenesy sports content. There's still like a kind of iron curtain around what like <laughs> active players actually want to be doing. I may or may not have bet a game when I saw a player real at a club. Yeah, very drunk. Real. Even though it was 48 hours after, the kind of drunk was like, that's a three-day hangover. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. Uh, Victoria, any 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 players? Yeah, I went for the banter too. So I have Shaq and Charles Barkley, and then I have D-Wade and LeBron and Kobe. You know, I, I, I can't have D-Wade on my team because I'm going to have to drink his fucking wine. Oh, so this was a consideration for me, too. I was like, do I ask, do I pick Yao? And then I was like, I don't want to drink Yao's wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I thought about having Yao? That motherfucker could eat. Sure, and he would eat like good shit, too. He's like 450 pounds now. And, you know, and yeah. you know he he would eat good shit, but he'd make us drink 450 his wine. 450 pounds on a 7'6 dude looks like you know, 200 pounds on a 6-foot <laughs> individual. No, it lo- 400 plus? Yes. Y'all's, y'all's looking a little big. Y'all's looking a little, you know. On a 7'2"? Wow. Yeah. Those legs are having some trouble. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. a lot to put on legs. I mean, I feel like Victoria's list is, that's probably happened. That's probably, yeah. You know, you're that basically table. doing like the, the second dream team 
with Shaq. A table's probably happened in real life. And you would just sit back and watch that table, I think. Mm-hmm. I have to say, no offense to everybody here, Corey wins. Corey's table's You're going to have stories. Yeah. You're going to have fights. <laughs> You're going to have like people trying to kill each other. That's... You know what table has not happened is Draymond Pool <laughs> for, for a little while now, I think. I Definitely hasn't happened in at least a year. Yeah. I wonder, do, would I want to be at a table with Shaq, D-Wade? I don't know why I wouldn't want D-Wade. D-Wade's like, like a good hang. Uh, why would you not want D-Wade? I don't know. He seems, he seems like a little more po- polished. Buttoned up, man. So I got so together. many fucking stories. Um, I was, oh, man. Who were the Knicks trying to get when they try to bring Carmelo? There was a couple other players. Ari, uh, they're trying to get LeBron. Um, yeah, I can, uh, the one I can think of was Amari, and they, they landed him right. So they landed Carmelo. <laughs> but somehow I was part of a recruiting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the Knicks. Carmelo was definitely there. What did you have to do? I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. All I remember was... Oh, they were like, come to New York yeah, and David all, exactly, Chang will exactly. be But I can't remember. It was like, why was I there? <laughs> there were other people there, but I was like, why was I there? But somebody had created a marketing pitch to bring these people here. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I do remember. I can't remember who else was there. I think Amari had... Not yet signed, but I, he wasn't there in the room. Carmelo was definitely there. There was another player that wound up not signing. I can't remember who that was. I'm not making this shit up. For sure, Carmelo was in the room. And I have to say, the reason he signed with the Knicks is probably because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, it's just like a room full of like cool New York people. They'd be like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And like, you're supposed to overwhelm them with the coolness of like, look at the circles you're running God, in now. It was so weird. I, re- I just fucking remember that now. I'm like, oh my God, I was in a room with Carmelo Anthony and being like, why the fuck am I in this room? <laughs> oh Recruiting Carmelo and it worked. He came. But no, but if you go back, there were like three players that the Knicks were trying to bring. Mm-hmm. Two of the three were there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the second them all one. the same summer. Yeah. You were part of this room. How Maybe many people, it was LeBron. I think they were trying to bring LeBron. How many I don't people so. of your, in your position were there? Do you think? I don't remember. All I remember was there were people there. They were trying to like, look how awesome New York is. That was definitely that. And I just remember being like, why am I here? But it's like a room of like Partly Spike I was there. Lee's and, I, and I, I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. Only reason I probably don't remember because I was pretty fucked up or something, <laughs> right? But, but I do remember thinking like, okay, I'm going to agree to this simply because I can be like, I can see... The superstar athlete. That's so insane. You were part of the recruiting team for that. That's amazing. I just, I just don't know if Carmelo would see you and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll come to New York." Like, I want, I like ramen. Like, <laughs> like what does he say? Like, it's like, hi, hi David. Well, I want to know. I want to know if he was at, in another recruiting room in Houston or something, and they were just. I like, was part of another <laughs> recruitment pitch that I cannot talk about. Well, I want to hear that. I'll tell you later. No, that one did not work out. <laughs> Um, all right. If you are listening and you want to give us your starting five for a theoretical dinner guest party, NBA edition, send it into discord, um, at major media.com. And for any sort of slice of life questions, they can email it to where ask Dave at major media.com. Sure. Ask Dave or the fixer at major media.com. Still looking for all your questions. Okay. Uh, give us five stars. Uh, thanks guys. <laughs>